You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Having problems with the old Samsung phone. It's a piece of shit. Why did you go away from Apple? Oh, we got a we got a deal. Ah, a deal. You know, they got deals for Apples, too, you know. They got deals I, for Macs. Uh, uh, don't even. Don't even start. <laughs> Don't even start. <laughs> okay. Well, with that as our entree, why don't we actually start? It's millennials. They don't care about getting stuff right. You've Done. given up on them, haven't you? Well, yeah. 
Well, why? <laughs> of course, why wouldn't I? Oh, yeah. I hate him also. <laughs> I Sorry. Oh, look at you. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother. Does he look like a bitch? What? Go on. All right, Notorious J-A-Y joins us after too long of an absence, and I'll start right out with the first thing that people want to know is, would you just get Jay on so he can trash the Ravens and Lamar Jackson? As Andy Reid likes to say, the time is yours, my friend. <laughs> I am not trashing him. <laughs> I, I, you see, you, you always put me in a bad light. On these shows. You think so? Yes, you put me in the bad guy. That's what's oh, boy. And you want to be rebranded as the nice no, guy? No, 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 but that's <laughs> that's what you did. I always said about Lamar, I said Lamar is a wonderful player, but he's not generational. He's not that guy. He's right. good, but he's not this great quarterback that people, how the hell is he going to win another MVP? For what? So he goes home again? I mean... (laughs) Well, that's the toughest thing. So Chris Lively emailed me to say, Lamar as MVP, question mark, question mark, question mark. Let me get right to the point, Steve. I'm a Ravens fan. I'm a Ravens fan. But I do not believe Lamar Jackson is a great QB and will never get to a Super Bowl, much less win one. He probably is one of the best athletes to ever play the game, but not a great QB. I also believe he should not win the MVP this year. This year was probably the worst year for QB play in the NFL. I can remember, and Lamar wasn't even the best QB in the league this year to boot. The Ravens' defense was the MVP of the team, and Lamar had just an okay year. Uh, you did watch the game. He goes on. He goes on to cite... 19th in passing yards, 11th in passing TVs, TDs, and 4th in QBR. And yes, his running yards and running TDs do come into play, but not enough to make him MVP. Well, I disagree there. His legs and his running TDs are very valuable to winning regular season games. And they would have been useful, those legs and that running, if they had run him in the game! <laughs> Am I yeah, screaming? That's the, I'm screaming now. And that's the part that to, to this day, and, and, and speaking of another coach who I said is vastly overrated, is Mr. Harbaugh. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, Tomlin ain't no great, but this guy ain't no great either. And if, if I'm a quarterback and I'm seeing how the, the, the offense is going, at some point, why didn't anyone go, hey, how about if we run the ball right now rather than having him throw the ball 60 right. times? Right. I mean, it's just – that's the part that I would – again, I, I would fire everybody quickly. He'd have been fired that night. Uh, but there's nobody going to be fired. They'll, they'll lose a guy or two off their staff, right, because they're getting head coaching jobs. But they're not going to fire anybody. They no. Should, they should fire Munkin. But you got to understand who ordered the code red. Who ordered a million – drop back shotgun passes when that's not their game. Who did it? Was it, it Munkin or was it someone else? Again, but as head coach, you should go, hmm, we might have to go a different way right now. Let's let's try that one now. It's just, yeah. 
I, it just head coaches get dumber and do we even talk about Detroit's head coach? Oh. No, <laughs> I, I just the head coaches are getting dumber and dumber with each year. Yeah, let me get you to weigh in on the Dan Campbell decisions. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. That was I want your opinion. He chose his he chose he chose his nuts over his brains. <laughs> How about that? Yes, he did. He, again, there's no, they, don't they have that guy to the left of you and say, I don't know about this one. Let's try something else. Right. Can there always be one coach like that? Do you think the fact he went for it, or do you think the fact he kicked the field goal like a coward? Uh, see, I have to include all the stupid machismo. Hey, do you think because he kicked the field goal like a coward at the end of the first half, it gnawed at him? And he was like, God damn it, that's not who we are. That's not what we do. I'm going to get back to being big swinging dick Dan Campbell. Yeah, that's, I think that's what it was. He, he always wants to be big. Okay. You just said it. All right. Big dick Dan Campbell. <laughs> that, that should be on. He should have that big on dick a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, Greg Olson is a big Campbell guy. And was, oh, yeah. Was, they all love him. Well, yeah, was defending him. Uh, and Cherry picked this stat. You ready? He said, you know, for those saying kick the field goal, you know that Michael Badgley was only 46% in his career from 48-plus. So it wasn't a sure thing. People roasted him, and appropriately so, saying, uh, first of all, it wasn't from 48 or longer they would have been 46 and 45 yard attempts that's number one number two why are you taking his stats from 2020 which was his worst year and pretending like they still matter now and when you include that subset you're including every kick that's 55 56 57 even 60 it's the dumbest people roasted him like good that is a bullshit cherry pick stat this is why I love the NBA show on TNT. They don't hold anybody's hand. They rip everybody. Oh, they, they, inside they the NBA with uh, I, Kenny I love Clark or Kenny and Chuck. Ch- Kenny, Chuck, and EJ. Yeah, they just roast Shaq. everybody. See, they, they, and I hate, I hate these guys who, who was the Molly Cod? <laughs> Molly Coddle. Molly Coddle. Yeah, Molly these, buddies are, yeah. these buddies are theirs. Yeah. And they don't—they don't want to say anything bad. No, no, Greg, that was the dumbest decision in, in one of the histories of NFL. Yeah. No, I—I I, I said in response to this, I said, you know, part of having balls as a coach in the NFL is having the balls to kick a forty-eight yarder with the game in the balance. That's part of having balls. You have to be able to trust your kicker. Anything under fifty is a stock field goal for a pro kicker. And if you don't trust your guy to go make one, then you shouldn't be on the team. Shouldn't be on the Go find a better kicker. And right. as a prime example, earlier in the game, uh, uh, what's his name? Moody, the rookie for the Niners, missed one. And they sent him back out there to take another one, which was key. It happened against the Packers. He missed one early. And, and uh, Shanahan sent him out for a 52-yarder in a driving rain, and he made it, and they won by three. So, anyway. Well, all right. Just so dumb decisions back to all the last weekend. I know. All last weekend. Back to the Ravens. Yes. There is a theory out there 
I'm not going to say who put it out there. Uh-oh. <laughs> that the Ravens' all-black quarterback room desperately wanted to outpass the biracial yes, 100%, 100%, unicorn. 100%. And that's but, why they went to that game plan. 100%. I, I, my, my cousin and I were talking after the game, and I said, this is another black quarterback who's fallen to the, no. I got to be a white guy. I told him that. No. Yes. That, that, that is 100%. Uh, these, if, if Robert Griffin would have been Robert Griffin, he'd probably still been in the league. But no, I got to be a pocket quarterback. It is okay. Purdy, he ran in the, four, in the he, fourth quarter. He ran for almost as many yards as Lamar, which is yeah. hilarious, especially considering, did you see his walk into the stadium before the I game? I didn't. Oh, okay. Can you look it up right now, possibly? Okay. Brock Purdy enters stadium versus Lions. He looks, I would say he looks like Forrest Gump with his khakis pulled up to his nipples. But the way he walks, it's like he's lifting his feet up. You know, he looks like a robot almost. It's the weirdest walk. And I'm watching it going, okay, does Purdy have a load in his pants already? Before he even gets suited up for the game, what the fuck is that? It's nothing. Yeah, it's a. It's, <laughs> it's it's a nerd walk. Okay, well, listen. If you didn't know he was the quarterback of the team, what would you think he was? Kicker <laughs> or equipment manager? <laughs> I think uh, kicker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can I can but, I can I bring up something via email? Positive but, 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 but very Lamar. but very quickly. But the black quarterbacks, at some point, they all go. Cam Newton went yeah. this way. Everybody says, "I can't, I can't be a black quarterback. Quarterback, I got to be a white quarterback. So I got to stand in the pocket." I, is, I don't know why these QBs are scared to just be them and do it and win. Right. Just, I, I would have, I would have run Lamar Jackson on a dozen designed runs. Delays, draws, inside traps, options, zone reads. I would have terrorized the Chiefs defense, their run defense, which was bottom five. I would have said, try to stop us. Because you run a couple of good pops with Lamar, and then next thing you know, you're handing off to Justice Hill, who's breaking a big one, or to Gus Gus, uh, uh, Bradley, Gus Edwards, Gus Williams, I'm going through all my Gus's right now, Jay. And I shouldn't be leaning on you, a man who just had a major uh, you know, uh, brain event that is still unresolved to confirm for me on this. But you get my point. They were a great rushing attack during the season, and they didn't unveil it. I'd love to know the answers. I'd love to know from a Raven fan what is the post-game explanation, the splaining. You got a lot of splaining to do, Ricky. Nobody will say anything about it. Really? Nobody. Nobody. No. Wow. No. Okay. No. All right. Can I uh, read one thing about uh, Lamar that's positive, lest we be okay. deemed Lamar haters, which I'm not? This one from Jeffrey Clemus via electronic mail. He says, Zabe, longtime listener, now premium subscriber, bought the whole year. I miss Sally's evil Jack rendition. If he's up to the task in the future, let him know. Meanwhile, I'm in the military deployed to whatever country you might describe as a poop hole, and you are my daily dose of heroin to get me through a usually miserable day. 
I think the world of Lamar Jackson, and here's why. Not only did I draft him twice on my fantasy teams, irrelevant. In 2017, his last year at Louisville, he was, it was no secret he was going to go in the first round. Louisville got an invitation to the Gator Bowl against a coachless Mississippi State team because Dan Mullen had just bolted for Florida. In an era when top draft prospects were opting out at an alarming rate and it's only gotten worse, Lamar certainly had no incentive to play in what sadly has become a fourth-tier bowl game. However, he did play, and it was a disaster. Not only did Louisville lose, but Jackson threw four picks and went 13 for 31. Despite that all, I thought it was a classy thing for him to do to his school and his teammates, and as a fan who attended the game, I was grateful to see him play. There you go. Okay. So there's that. How about that? Okay, hey, how about that? All right, Jay has requested a very significant chunk of time to discuss something that I don't even know what it is on today's podcast. And of course I said, Jay, you got all the canvas to paint that you want. I'm a little bit nervous though, because I feel like, you know, your girlfriend saying we need to talk. Is this a, we need to talk? uh, It might be. So, So since I've had a lot of my time in the last two months, uh, yesterday, I was listening to three radio stations with more than two shows. I listened to Detroit, I listened to Baltimore, and I listened to, of course, you know Pittsburgh. Right. How come in 2024, mm-hmm. in two cities that mm-hmm. are 80% black, Mm-hmm. There is not one. No, there. No, no. I'm sorry. Baltimore has one guy on a show, but the rest all white. Are we ever going to come to this? Have you ever went to someone and said, "How come no black people on one of our shows here?" And I don't want. I don't want any more athletes on any shows. By the way, you know how much I hate athletes on shows. Right. So don't don't give me. We've we've got X X running back on the show. No. Why come? We can't have. A yeah. black. Why come? I'm, like how? Yeah, come? Why? Why come? Yeah, why come? I said come, that on purpose. Why come? Yeah. Why come? We can't have one black radio on any station anywhere. Now, where you are in Wisconsin, there's no black people there. So I get that. <laughs> oh, there I are. I get that. I'll tell right? you what. I'll tell you what part of Mil- I'll tell you what part of Milwaukee they're in. <laughs> they're over okay. in the, the northeast corner, but yeah. Okay, well, the the seventy five people that live there, uh, but it's but more in, than you think. But I get you. I feel you. I get you. In Washington D.C., there's still none. They have one person, and it's an ex athlete. And I love Brian Mitchell, one of my favorite people ever. But I don't want him on it. I, I'm going mean, to say that. No, listen, I would. It, it would not be a, my cup cup of tea to have an athlete on my show. I am getting a little tired of this, and somebody's got to speak up. Uh, right. Uh, I, this is a great question, and I have many thoughts about it, and I would like to, to tackle them one by one here. First and foremost, you're right. Secondly, I have often asked this myself. <laughs> the problems are this. There are so many ex-black athletes that radio stations hire first and say well he's not great at talking on the radio but he played quarterback running back center guard or whatever for this basketball linebacker, football team, a- linebacker team and then they go 
check, our day is done. That's number one. Number two is that if you're going to be a lead host who is black, you have to sort of straddle a very challenging line. You can't be inauthentic to who you are, to what you are and what you've grown up with, but you have to also appeal to a format audience that is still overwhelmingly white. Urban radio is massive, as you know, right? Donnie Simpson's made a mint doing it. Just retired, just, by the way. Just, just retired, yes. In, in the D.C. market. Although, I don't know if he retired or if he was let go and he's going to land somewhere else. No, he retired. He, he didn't? Retired. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, you know, Charlemagne the God, huge, right, of a national figure. And But again, he's he's to a specific audience, though. True, true. But I'm saying, you know, uh, black radio garners massive numbers with black audiences and when done properly makes a lot of money because you're targeting and catering to that specific demographic. And I believe that a lot of otherwise black listeners to sports radio in general will get a little splash of sports on their favorite black morning show, even though it may only be 20% instead of listening to a couple of honkies talk about expected win percentage. How's that for a theory right there? I, I I'll take any I'll take so, anyone. So that's I, challenging. I, now, but there have been uh, black sports radio hosts with no athletic background who've been in the business, who have raised to a certain level, and unfortunately a lot of them have totally sucked. Freddie Coleman is an example on ESPN um, radio. Um does Freddie Coleman suck? Well, well he's, he, he, he's a he's jobber. My, Let's put he doesn't suck. Yeah, okay. Freddie he, Coleman is a he nice guy. He doesn't blow wind up my skirt whenever he he hasn't said anything that I was like wow no. did you hear what Freddie Cook that's true right. but he's just as vanilla as there's eight million white guys I know I know I I also think that you know I I want to see where Gumble Gumble's brother he sucked <laughs> as a as a radio guy right right Greg Gumble he sucked bad <laughs> exactly I think you got to have something to say I think it's hard. I think there's a lot of headwinds against it. I'd like to see more of it. Why do you think I love having you on my podcast and I've got my, well, I've got your replacement, Hatcher. I'm training him on the side. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. You know that. No, I specifically like talking to you and Hatch and anyone else who's from a different background from me because it's a more interesting conversation. That's all. I'm sick of white, I'm sick of white guys too. <laughs> That's funny. Wait a minute. Who who was your who was your uh athlete at the Wisconsin show? Brian Butch. I'm, okay. He's a former Wisconsin big man. Uh, you, you, you don't have a football guy too? Oh, that's John Kuhn, white See? fullback. And, and, and I mean, but, I don't even like them. I know because well, they only because most of them, and and I'm sure I'm wrong, but most of them only know one sport. They can't speak every other sport. Well, that's most that's, that's majority true. of them. They can only. That, that's that's why I hate every show on ESPN. Yeah. The well, the the. the Okay. What do you what do you call them? What do you how do you make oh, fun well, of facts versus volume? Did, yeah. did two, did not. I'm right, you're wrong. Right. All they talk my, is pardon football. Pardon my fart. 
Uh, those, right. those kind of shows, yeah. Argument right, shows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't talk anything but football for 12 months, 365 days of a year. Right. That's it. Well, there there have been um there have been, you know, successful sports radio hosts that are black that are not athletes. Uh the Two Live Stews Act out they of Atlanta. See, they weren't good though. It was a stick. They weren't good. They were just well, loud. And by the way, another thing, they, I never they, liked. They, they, they were, were loud. loud. They were loud, and they had a hook. It's you know, this business, Jay, is a lot like uh, music. You got to have a hook. You know, you got to be either a hat act, as they say in country music, or you got to be this. You know, you got to get something. You got to have something to say. I remember vividly when American Idol first came out, and I'm watching it one night with with the misses, and I believe Simon Cowell says something like to one of the contestants, you have to identify what you want to say as an artist. And I scoffed out loud. I go, artist. <laughs> this chick ain't a fucking artist. She's sitting up there, uh, you know, at a talent show. And my wife is like, oh, you're just being so mean. And the moment passed and I, I let it wash down the river. But then I thought, you know what? Simon is right. They are aspiring artists. They're low level artists. But his point was right. What do you want your hook to be? How do you want to be positioned? What is it that you want to say? What do you want to bring to the overall ecosystem? Because now, just knowing sports and having opinions is the easiest thing in the world. It's become commoditized. When I first got into this business, you had to follow sports fanatically to be able to confidently talk about any number of things. You had to be a real psycho. Because and and then you had to have the intellect, Jay, to kind of form an opinion, and so it was a much narrower field. The opinions are out there everywhere; they're free in piles on the internet, on talk shows, on blogs, on on podcasts. So that's not hard anymore. They're on TV every day, so yeah, you don't yeah. have to have much, but you probably should have a hook. Now, some guys lean into a hook that has no marketability, like our friend who did overnights at Fox Sports Radio who decided he was going to be the nice sports talk host. The have a blessed day sports talk host. Oh, yeah. Do you remember him? I can't remember his name now. Oh. He 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 insisted I know I know who exactly you're talking. He, he insisted lift upping people yes, over sports. We're going to lift and, you up. Yes. And lift that up. and that fell like a like a weight. <laughs> Bye. Like but he was a, he was a great elevator. dude. Well, yeah. yeah, so he would insist on his callers starting out. He'd say, tell me something great in your life right now. And that right out, I was like, this is not what sports is. And they would stumble and go, um, uh, no, well, I really just wanted to talk about the Chiefs <laughs> O-line. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tell me something good. Uh, you, are you dating? Are you married? Uh, did you get a promotion recently? <laughs> and guys would be like, uh, yeah, I went to Chipotle today. Yeah, it was pretty good. Anyway, so uh, should they draft Eric Fisher with the first overall pick? I'll just hang up. It was, just... it was a losing formula, a losing yeah. product. And sometimes the style of music or the band you have is hot for a while, and then the mood changes, the moment changes, you know? Think of all the different musical genres over the years, especially in the 90s, where the whole decade couldn't make up its fucking mind, could it? About what are we doing here? Are we doing grunge? Are we doing rock? Are we doing post-grunge? Are we doing punk? Are we doing techno? Yeah, we're doing all of it. <laughs> do, do, me, do me a favor when we hang up. 
and go to YouTube and listen to the one of the four best minutes of an interview I've ever seen. David Bowie was talking to Mark Goodman. Do you remember Mark Goodman from MTV? He had the black hair. Yeah. Very curly. So David Bowie is talking to him, and, and, and David Bowie being cool, and David Bowie crosses his legs and says, I, I've noticed, and I can't do an English accent, so I can't do it. Hello. Uh, I, I've noticed that you have very little black artists on the show, and if you do have them, it's like 2.30 in the morning. And Mark Goodman was the MTV, you know, uh, had to be the guy. And he goes, "Well, we are, you know, we're we're going for a, we're going for a, a, a certain what am I looking to say? Demographic, like a, thank you, certain demographic, certain yeah. right, right, right." And he goes, "Yeah, and you know, are we going to have some kids in Iowa or, you know, oh, in Wisconsin boy. who oh, watch boy. who watch?" Uh, Prince, and then they get scared by by Prince, and David Bowie looks at him and goes, "Huh, okay." <laughs> like, like it was the dumbest answer ever. It was yeah. kind of, it was little, little racist. No, a little bigotry. Sorry, not it's not racist. Sure, a little sure. bigotry. A little bit of bigotry, you know, right? Yeah. But I mean, but I hear those answers from, well, we don't have any, we can't find any black people who can talk sports. What? That's, well, why don't you? You know, get, we have one, one black person. Together, let's get together the Jake Cottrell Scholarship Fund and help young <laughs> black sports loving fans who have no real athletic pedigree learn to do this business and get in the fray and have something to say, something to add. That be, you know, we have one MLB play by play. One. Dave Sims one. of the Seahawks, Dave, right? Or, Dave Sims is one of my favorite people. He's great. Loved it. Yeah. He's great. I just can't one I like. Know. There's nobody else can. It's just. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Let's talk about the okay. Orioles. Well, hold I'm on. done. Hold on a second. When it comes to music, too, remember, it, sometimes the definition of you know what's black becomes very you know finicky. Because you know me, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire, Cool in the Gang, Fl- Sly and the Family Stone, all these acts from the '70s. That's my fucking jam right there. But when I say, what do you mean I don't like black music? No, we don't like rap. And I'm like, no, I don't. I can confirm that wholeheartedly. Today's today's you know music fan, they think because I like the shit from the 70s that was produced by black artists, that doesn't count, Jay. It's the most maddening thing ever. And I, yeah, well, I, I can't put my you know finger in all the holes and tell you, I, yeah, I, I don't know what they are anymore. Right. Now, you as... A black guy loving hard rock, classic rock is quite the anomaly, but I love it. It's great. I do. I do like. No, I don't like. I don't like the stuff from the eighties. I don't like that stuff. You like, like Ario Speedwagon, cheap. No, track. no, no, no. I'm I'm talking. Oh, the 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 big, the big hair white uh, metal bands. I oh, hate that crap. Like Winger, I hate that like crap. Winger and shit. Winger, yeah, yeah, I hate that crap. But I do love me some Van Halen. That's yeah. rock music. Well, they were, they were right, right. That, yeah. I don't go. love I don't want any hair bands. Hate them all. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the Betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.
All right. That said, um, I asked the question to charge. I'll ask it to you. What makes the NFL so popular? Wow. Because it pulled record numbers for both championship games, or if not record numbers, the biggest numbers what? since. Uh, that's a great question. Why do I still love it? Okay, I'm going to give you a few answers while you while you think about it. I okay. said to Charch, I go, the thing, <clears throat> the thing that makes the NFL so popular is that it's like one of those uh, bar games or bar puzzles with the blocks and the wires that you got to kind of figure out how do I do this, but attached to a timer, attached to a bomb. And so there is an incredible urgency, and every game is a puzzle. And you don't know if you're going to figure it out one way or the other. And there is such consequence at the end of the game, it just crushes you if you're a Lions fan or if you're a Raven fan. High stakes, high drama, and it doesn't hurt that you can gamble on it. Doesn't hurt that it's not nine months a year and 180, 62 games or 82 games or whatever. So that's one of the appeals. I got a lot of submissions on this, and this one is from David Jones. He says, my kids asked me once why I like football so much, and the one sentence I said summed it up. It's the perfect combination of physicality and strategy. There's a certain randomness to soccer and hockey and even basketball that most, in the most part doesn't play as well or as big of a role in football. And baseball lacks the physicality, and now without the pitcher taking his turn at the plate, very few decisions short of when to change pitchers are even prevalent in today's game. Chris McCullough says, I got your answer. One, incredibly violent. Two, incredibly complex. Three, limitation of product. And number four, it gives Americans what they love most, as evidenced by social media, breaks in the action to allow every fan the time to voice their opinion on what just happened. That's another great answer right there. I got my answer. Okay. Anticipation. Everything that leads up to a game. The anticipation. I think that's what I love even more. And the anticipation wouldn't be possible if they were playing three of them in a week. Right. I. I, I no, it, it doesn't, like, every, oh, this game's about to come on. Ooh, this game's about to come on today. Ooh, I, I love, like, the Sunday night game. The anticipation right. of a good Sunday night game, of a, of a good Monday night game. Yeah. That, that's what I love. By the way, there is no physicality anymore in, in football. <laughs> in football? That, that little thing is over. Well, anybody, wait a minute. Even anybody, though the rules have gotten to be bullshit, the these rules guys just are killed it. crushing each other out there. When I see somebody get hit and above the neck, I'm like, well, that's 15. That, that <laughs> well, used to be what we loved. If it's, that used to be. Yeah, if it's quarterback, yeah. But it's still... And un- I mean, look, the only way to dial down the violence of the game would be weight limits, period. And no one's going to go for that. You can't That's have true. linebackers that are 260 that run a 4-3. Yeah. Force, so I force equals but- mass times acceleration, and you're not going to be able to limit acceleration. They're bigger, faster, stronger, and more physically buff. Except for Patrick Mahomes. Did you see the shirtless pick of Mahomes and the dad bod? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> he responded with, "Come on, man, I got kids." <laughs> it was it was for those that are so frustrated that he can't be sacked. Basically, his two sacks by the Ravens, one of which was just sort of a turtle job because the game was in hand. He didn't want to make a huge mistake. He hadn't he'd gone like thirty straight quarters without getting sacked. It was a joke. He's so elusive, 
So whoop, 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 chicken in the courtyard, throws it away at the last second, underhanded, left-handed, whatever it takes. The rules are bullshit in that regard, by the way, where you, you know they, they let quarterbacks just dump the ball no matter what. That To see him with a dad bod, you're like, wow. <laughs> All right, I guess you're not lifting much. Cool. Whatever works. Uh, I'm going to make a statement here, and I, I think my record on your show – of statements that I made, I think I'm still like 95. Nobody will ever top me with my UMBC over no, Virginia. No, that was the greatest nobody, prediction, greatest no, right. Jay Stradamus predict, prediction right. ever. I think Caleb Williams might be the next. I think he'll be the next Mahomes. Wow. I think he will. Okay. But, but, but the only part, the only thing that I might go, eh, if he goes to like the Bears, a shitty team like that. Because there's just no way around that. Yeah. But if he went to like a, a mid, you know, a mid team that had some good stuff, but he's just that good. But if he goes to the if he goes to the Bears, he's done. Okay. We're gonna but, we're gonna file this one away. How's that? Uh, yeah. Mark tape. Jay says the next Caleb Williams is gonna be the next Mahomes. Okay. Uh, there is a lot of scouts who believe the same thing. Some, however, are oh, saying, so I'm not. I'm not really okay. No, well, no. I mean, that listen, generational is the word being thrown around. You know who else was supposedly generational? Chase Young. Did you see the shitty effort he put in on the one touchdown run? No. <laughs> oh, dude, he's getting roasted. It's embarrassing. It's Hainsworth esque. How bad it is. Oh. See if you can look that up right now. Uh, Chase Young gives up on running play versus Lions. He he just is late and slow, and then by the time he gets there, he kind of puts an arm out like, oh, hey, <laughs> guy goes right by him. It is really bad. But, yeah, the thing about Caleb Williams, and this ties into the anticipation element of the NFL, there is great anticipation and a mystery in, well, what is going to happen? with that number one, number one pick. And the Bears, are they really going to stay committed to Justin Fields? They're going to get offers. A report yesterday that the Denver Broncos are going to be heavy in the mix to get Caleb Williams, which would scramble your brain because I know how much you love USC and Caleb Williams, and I know how much you hate Sean Payton. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's going to be interesting. How big will the package be to get him? Will there be some sort of push like, hey, you know what, Drake May is actually better? Unlikely, but we'll see. And so there is anticipation for shit in the offseason. As soon as the schedule comes out, people are going to rush to grab hotel rooms and, and airfare to go on road trips to see their teams, which didn't used to be a thing, but it now is. And they'll look forward to it in their countdown timers on their phone. I can't wait for this trip down to Tampa. My team is going to go play the Buccaneers. We're going to have a big time. So that's the uh, that's also mixed into the popularity of the NFL. This would be a great one to see. I don't. By the way, can I say something to you, Jordan yes. Love? That guy's good as shit. Yes, he is, isn't he? Did, did you see that coming? By the way, no. Okay, I mean nobody did. Nobody did. Well, it was impossible to see it coming because he didn't play. He was kept completely under wraps, had all of two starts. You can't tell from two starts how a guy is going to be. You just can't. But they believed in him, and I was like early on going, okay, I kind of really like what I'm seeing here. He had a bit of a down, you know, he was kind of in a a bit of a funk midseason. 
But a lot of the sort of film breakdown guys that I watch were showing how the receivers, these young receivers, were running around like electric football men with their, you know, bases misadjusted. Of course, you really couldn't adjust those, could you, Jay, to make them no, you no. the way they were supposed to be? <laughs> no. You know, these, uh, as, as Bill Rafter would say, those puppies were disorganized. Get them puppies organized! Uh, but Once, I just loved him throwing off the back foot dimes. Oh, yeah. Off the back foot, which that's like the hardest throw in football. Not only that, he has what I call great hip talent. You watch the way he can pivot and swivel his hips, moving in the pocket and throwing going to his left side with accuracy and zip, it's all in the hips. Just like Mr. Chubbs told Happy Gilmore, right? It's all in the hips, Happy. It's all in the hips. So, yeah, so he he looks like a franchise guy for quite some time. But as we all know, things can and possibly will change. Real quick, did you see how bad DePaul has become at basketball? No. They are 3-18. and 18. You and I are old enough to remember when Joey Meyer and his dad Ray Meyer had DePaul basketball with the entire yawning city of Chicago with its talent pool sitting Terry there. Terry Cummings. Right. Sitting there available to recruit. And they were a force on the college basketball yes. landscape. They yes, are they now were. so bad. They scored 39 last night in a loss to Seton Hall. 39 in a 40-minute college game. And not only that, but there's a clip. 15 seconds to go. Seton Hall shooting a free throw. It's a one-and-one. One. God, I love the one-and-one. One. Wish that was now a full-time thing still again. Bullshit, they got rid of it, right? Yeah. One-and-one, uh, and, one, and the inside guy for DePaul, it's a miss. Ball bounces right to him with one hand, grabs it, and throws it out of bounds to the referee who dodges it because it was a live ball. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> on a 39 point night Jesus and maybe think- Georgetown will get out of the mire as well uh, this Ed Cooley thing with uh, Jeff Goodman is very interesting in this documentary that came out did you see anything about this no I did not so you remember Jeff Goodman Fox Sports he's college yes. basketball guy he who, does a- who I don't like because he's he ghosted me after mm. putting him on the air when nobody else did. Right. He then became a huge dick. Don't yep. like him. Yep. Well, you don't should like him. Google the latest on Jeff Goodman. He got fired from Stadium, which he was writing for, which I think is an online outlet, Stadium. And he still does a podcast, but he basically went after and threatened a guy who created a one hour documentary under the guise of Big East Films. It was not a Big East production, but he just kind of used the name. And it was a one-hour documentary, homemade, not very slick, but it basically accused Ed Cooley of all kinds of shady shit and infidelity, which is why he left Providence and went to Georgetown. Ed Cooley just went back to Providence for the first time as coach of Georgetown and pretty much finally said, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But so this, this, this guy that made the documentary gets into it in direct messages with Jeff Goodman, and Goodman's like, you're going to jail for this, you know. How do you look in orange? Then he says, you know what? When the season's over and I have time, I'm going to find out who you are. So Stadium fa- considered those to be threats, and they fired Jeff Goodman. He kind of apologized but didn't. So, yeah. So you should be happy. A dick who blew you off when you helped him is getting his right now. 
Wow. So uh, speaking of good news uh, about Georgetown, they are giving a day to Mike Sweetney. Our friend and, and, his and, and his wife she, still well, or ex-wife? Oh, no, they're still married. Oh, she called beautiful. me. Beautiful. She, told, she called and told me, you're coming to this because I love Mike. Mike is one of my favorite people in the world. How's his and, weight, dare I ask? Oh, he's, he's in awesome shape. He he got, is. Says, so well, he, he, got, he blew up. He got, he got very heavy. And that was because playing. he was his, his dad just died yep. and he was going through some shit. And he kind of blew up. I, I know, I know, I know he blew up. I know, but no, he is his his, uh, his wife's name is India. India, that's right. India. India Murray was her maiden yes. name, right? India Murray Sweetie or yep. Sweetie Murray. I don't know. I I was always she was always last when I say that. She it was a, be, was she not an intern at our radio station nine eighty? Yeah, she she was a intern with us. Yeah, she, but I talked to her at least like like yeah. once uh, once or twice a week. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I would describe goes, yeah. her as a statuesque, curvaceous Janet Jackson in her prime, with a dollop, say, with a dollop of of um, Tony Braxton. I, I'm going to say you might be right with that one. Okay, I, I think you, I think you're right with that. One. Yes, not bad for a white guy. You know, the white guys are are are, are black chick <laughs> radar comping you know from one to another is not always the best all right so i want i want points for that i want credit for that okay here we go you, you don't want my 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 real quick on on the good. orioles and all that oh fuck i forgot all right stop the music stop the music unbelievable news orioles sell in a complete out of the blue thing to a couple of venture capitalist guys or venture capital guys. This guy Rubenstein apparently is a huge Oriole fan from back in the day. So that hopefully will be Baltimore good. guy. Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore guy. guy. And the Angelos family is done. What a happy day for O's fans. It was when the Washington sold. To, well, you got out of that business. So I can't make you. It's that. equivalent to losing Snyder if yes. you're a commander fan. Yes. And, and I could not be more happier because. They will now spend money again. They, it, like the Red Sox, are terrible at this. I don't know which. I, I know you don't care about the Red Sox. I mean, the Orioles or baseball as much, but the Red Sox, who have more money than God, most teams, they just don't spend money anymore. Yeah, and they're 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 like they're like mid major team now, and so that my team can get out of that and just then just to spark just. Start spending like a drug and sailor. That's all I want. <laughs> Do you think Do that's that the stuff. road to success? Because you guys Hell are really good yes. with you. <laughs> okay. Hell yes. So that's if, the if way this to had, go. If this had happened, you know, I mean, that's what the Mets did with Cohen. Their billionaire hedge fund. Oh, I'm guy happy with that. Didn't, I'm it, happy with that. Yeah, but it didn't work out, Jay. But you, you know want what? the Orioles and your hedge fund guys to spend like Steve Cohen. Big fan too. Just wipe. <laughs> Wipe the wipe the board and just keep writing them checks. If you have one point one bad set, no, no, I don't mind that. I don't okay. mind that at all. Nope. Okay. How about the fact you don't have to worry about the team moving to Nashville because that was rumored. Apparently, I said I was. I, I was worried about no, that. There's no chance that no matter how challenged Baltimore may be as a city, the killer application, the killer app of that whole franchise is Camden Yards, the most gorgeous still to this day place to watch a baseball game in the summer steve i lived in the city that moved to indianapolis with the team yeah so it's, it's always on the it's always, it's always no. possible 
It's always a always threat. on the table. Always yeah. on the table. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, is there going to be? <clears throat> is your boy Nestor Aparicio going to organize a piss on the Angelos car as they leave town protest of some sort? Is Nestor still doing anything radio-wise? I'm going to say, nobody knows who he is <laughs> you except you and I. Him. You have to Google him, Nestor Aparicio, this, radio This guy. guy lived in this area for 30 years. I'm guessing more. I never heard his radio show once. <laughs> I literally... It, no. it was on a very low wattage station. <laughs> low I meaning his, you had to live next door right, you had to, to get be, the station. Right, you had to be alligator clipped into one of the legs of the tower, basically, to get yeah. it. Uh, but no, he and I think that it, it, his dad had something to do with the station. So it was sort of like, uh, here, kid, go have fun with this thing. He worked hard at it. He was a very combative fella, still may be. I didn't wow. hate him. His, his wife wow. had some serious health problems. I don't know what... His deal is now. What are you wowing about? Did you look up what he's up to? No, no. You're giving him way too much credit. Oh, you are giving him way too much you're credit. You're saying he's a bad, bad guy. He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's being dick. a dick is different than being a bad guy. Okay, he was a dick. And he, he okay, okay, folks. He, his he nickname, the, Nasty Nestor. He was the guy who showed up to games. As an announcer, on that, well, as a radio guy, he would show up with the with the jersey with his name on it. Right. All of it to everyone. Orioles. Right. Ravens. He would have that. He's that guy. That's uh, a dick move. N- That's a dick move. Nestor Aparicio, born in Dundalk, Maryland, hun. He's Venezuelan American. He is. The first cousin of former major leaguer Luis. Luis That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Aparicio. And began his career as a sports writer at the Evening Sun uh, of Baltimore and then continued as a sports writer. Uh, was three years at Sporting News Radio, national syndication, uh, and then runs WNST radio station and website, which he owns and operates as Nasty, Nasty 1570 Sports LLC. Did a Free the Birds promotion. In 2006, after the Orioles' ninth straight losing season, causing much of the Baltimore fan base to become disgruntled with the team's ownership, uh, a grassroots movement called Free the Birds was spearheaded by Aparicio. He also had organized walkouts of games. Giving this guy way too much credit right now. I'm oh. just telling you who he is. <laughs> no, no, I'm just Because someone knows here, him, here, and here. he will get to this, and it will get back to him, Listen. and then he will probably make a post of I have no idea talking about me I have no idea who he is and I'm like yeah I know who you are you're kind of a dick that's who you were Listen, but I he have... got banned he got banned from the Orioles broadcast yeah. he got he got banned yeah couldn't well, do, come do games anymore well I, so, I, I don't have anything personal against Nestor and I have been cordial with him whenever I have seen him but I, the last I saw him was at a radio row for the Super Bowl, which I've long since stopped doing, and thank God for that. Get this under his Wikipedia page under disputes. It says Aparicio was videotaped attempting to strangle Gordon Keith of the ticket in Dallas while covering Super Bowl forty eight in January of two thousand nine. The two were separated and police were called. According to Wikipedia. He got into a fight at Radio Row? Yes, he oh. did. Only guys who are good would that happen to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
All right. Well, <laughs> well yeah, would you would you like to make him your FTG then? Again, I'm you don't giving him way it. too much credit. Right. I'm giving him way too much credit. I'm not a good guy. Here we go. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, my FTG goes to every single broadcaster, television, radio, that continues to erect straw man arguments only to slay the straw man with their virtuous sword of evolved chivalry regarding Taylor Swift and the TV coverage. Don't go on these rants and these chads and brads who are complaining. I just want to watch football. They should realize this, this, and this. Hey, dipshits, nobody's saying that. You are creating straw men to knock over. Is there one or two people on the wide world of the internet and social media who have posted something snarky? Of course. But otherwise, it's the biggest straw man argument ever, and it's been going on for weeks. So, as the kids say, get a new slant. If you're still cutting promos about the dads and brads and chads and them being cavemen complaining about, you know, Taylor Swift, fuck you. Get a new slant. What do you got, Jay? Uh, I don't want to call this guy FTG, but I'm just saying I think it might be time to get, you know, done with him. Romo, I don't know what the hell he's doing anymore. He's he is it. really getting bad at this now. He's lost he, lost the plot, as they say. Yeah, well, he he has no he has no feel for it anymore like he used to. I'm like, I'm kind of done from hearing from him now. I'd rather hear Greg Olson rather than Romo. Yeah. And it, anytime now. Well, you're not so, gonna hear, you won't hear Greg Olson with the A team anymore. You're gonna hear that is another even terrible thing. I got to hear Brady, who might not be good. What if Brady's good? Will you have a struggle session? Like I hate him. But he's good. God damn. What what are the chances that you think he's going to be good? I Let's be honest. I, I think better than 50-50. I think he's going to be good. What has he ever been bad at in his life? But he's not going to rip anybody. That's that's why Chuck Barkley is the best. I because know. he's going to rip somebody. Brady's not going to rip anybody. You never know. Okay. Did I, you I could think, be wrong. Did you think Peyton Manning would be as good after his I, playing career as he is now, doing what he well, does. I saw him on SNL, and he's funny as hell. He both, both of the Mannings are, are funny as right. hell. I've come to really like Eli. And I, I thought, love I both of them. I thought that was impossible. I love both of them. Love both of them. <laughs> All right. Jake, great to hear from you, my friend. Take care. Enjoy the post-Angelos era in Baltimore, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. 
My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know, in a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.